like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are starting a new month. It is March 2022, and we're talking about movies that are now streaming. A very simple idea here. We're going to be picking movies that are currently on a streaming service. Um, this week's episode, we're talking about Plan B. It's the first episode of the now streaming theme. Um, before we get into that, we'd like to catch up with how we've been doing and what we've been watching since the last time we recorded. Corey, how are you? I'm fine. I've been really busy. How about you? Um, I guess I've been busy. Uh, you know, mostly fine. Mostly fine. Uh, you know, watching some things and um, yeah, just you know, doing stuff. There, there's crazy things happening in the world right now, and I can't deal. It, it's sometimes hard to deal. If that's true, it is sometimes overwhelming. Um. But uh, we're I'm prepping to get into some new movies with a few of my students, um, with different classes. So I'm like that kind of helps distract me. And uh, um, I am considering uh, applying for an MFA program for uh, film. Um, that would be my uh, Master's of Fine Arts, which uh, allows me to teach at the university level if I go through that process. Um, and so I'm working on building out my portfolio um, because that's part of the uh, application process because it is for a screenwriting um, MFA, uh, mostly online. Um, there, there would be like a I'd have to go for like a, a week or something at some point. Um, but uh, if I get it, of course, that's a big if. Um, but uh, I had this uh, idea. Um, it's funny because I, I've I've written a few screenplays. I've only written a feature length screenplay once, but I've written several shorts and. Um, some of those I've made uh, with with some former students, like we've made some short films and stuff. Nothing that I, I'm super proud of. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of everything because it's like, hey, I, I made something even if it's not great. But um, I, I was really shocked. I, I had this one experience, Corey, when I was uh, nine years old. Um, I had this friend uh, in elementary school because we were like fourth or fifth grade, right? And he had uh, his house was kind of on this big piece of land that was near the elementary school that we went to. And I'd, I'd stay over there like every other weekend or whatever. Um, and it was interesting because like in front of his house was this like a uh, nursery, like for like um, plants, Ooh. you know? Yeah. And it was like all fenced in and the road that passed his house, he was the only house there. And it was like right next to a canal. And the road was this big curved road. And uh, on the end of one of the roads was a bar. Um, and the other side was just like an outlet into like the main road next to the elementary school. And we got, we had those little poppers, you know, like the little things you throw on the ground and they, they pop for like 4th yeah. of July. We had like a bunch of those. I don't remember why, but we had, it was either just recently 4th of July or something, but we had a bunch of these like little snap poppy things. And we decided to hide in the bushes next to the, um, the canal where there's like a little bridge. And we were going to throw these poppers at cars as they pass by. Right. Cause we're nine and we don't have, I don't know what, why we're going to do this. 
and for the most part we're we're doing it nothing's happening either we're missing the cars or if it's popping they're popping like in spots where they either you don't hear it or don't know what it is but at some point we throw one and it hits the windshield of the car and we see them like slam on their brakes but they've already passed the turn that we're like next to and like you know we freak out and we start running it's getting dark at this time we're like running down the hill um but we think we're okay because they didn't turn but then we remember that there's another entrance that like is by the bar and sure enough flying down the road we see headlights right and we're like terrified so we start running and the door is locked to get back in the house but he has like a little like utility shed and so we're hiding in the shed and we see headlights like pull into the driveway and like they're shining and we're like we're terrified and whoever is they get out and they're looking for us but they 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 don't go like they're not crazy so they don't like go into the shed or they're not like on the property on the property eventually they get in the car and they leave and we're like oh my god oh my god this is probably the most scared i think i may have ever been in my life because i did something wrong and someone came looking for us for a, a second right now that that's i'm 40 now that happened when i'm like nine i've never forgotten that and i, I don't talk about it much and i've never thought to use it and um the other morning i was it, for some reason it popped in my head and i was like that would be easy to turn into a horror movie i was just about to say oh my gosh what is it with you little I don't even want to say the word, but we had kids throw oranges at our car oh, man. once when we still lived out, uh, lived down there. And I just remember Bill, like, went into reverse and turned into the orange, you know, girl. Wow. And, like, just scared them. But it's like, they, like, threw big butt oranges yeah. at our windshield, you know? And, well, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I mean, but that's, uh, I took that idea um, and I started uh, writing a <laughs> screenplay where, um, I haven't finished it and I'm not a hundred percent. Like I have ideas of where I want it to go, but I don't have it. Like I'm kind of letting it naturally play out. Point. And the thing that's really, I've watched a million movies. Um, and then uh, with, um, I, I don't know for sure. I, maybe because this is such a vivid experience in my memory of my own that I'm kind of like letting it take its own course. Uh, but I am the, the obvious twist is this person that we, uh, one, I instead of the little snappers, I made them firecrackers. I made it a little more severe and a little more extreme because instead of just hitting the windshield, the firecracker that my character threw went through the the passenger window and landed in the truck and almost caused them to wreck. So, like, it's way more extreme than what actually happened. Um, and then this person is apparently we've messed with the wrong guy. You know, I'm going to let you finish, but... No, no, but... I, that's what I'm working on. That's I was uh, before we recorded. I was like kind of in a like a, a tense situation where my character was hiding in the shed, but uh, the my friend had escaped into his house, and he's in the house getting his like. I made them a little bit older. I made him like twelve and thirteen. Um, he's in the uh, in the house getting his dad's shotgun, but the the man is in the driveway with his own gun and a big hammer. Like I'm gonna make him kind of vicious, um, and the police have been called. Um, so like the cop is supposed to be on the way. So like, that's where I'm at, like in this kind of back and forth between these three different locations, building the tension. Um, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's my goal is just to make this a writing sample to, to put in my application, but the way I'm writing, I'm like, man, this actually could be uh, something kind of cool. I don't know if I would want to make it, but maybe something I could, you know, find people who are a little more uh, time conscious for filmmaking. Filmmaking is a, a time consuming thing that usually just doesn't mesh with my, 
world. But um, I'm having fun writing. I haven't written a screenplay in a while, and it's it's kind of like flowing pretty naturally. This is day two uh, of me working on it, and I don't know for sure how many pages I am just yet, but it's it's feels like quite a few. Um, I'm looking. I five sheets of paper right now, so that's five pages. It's not bad. I'm impressed. I hate writing. Like I understand why so many great writers were also alcoholics. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. Um, I also, what if they were like throwing firecrackers at the windshield to get those people into the woods? What if they were luring them there? Oh yeah. Uh, that's I'm, I'm, I have a few ideas for how I want it to end and I am, um, yeah, I'm working on a couple of twists because I, I don't want to be too obvious with the twist, but I am wondering, like, maybe it goes uh, in some dark directions. But, um, yeah, but that's, you know, that's kind of how I've ended my week. I've, I'm writing a, a short horror film that could turn into a feature length horror film if it feels natural. Like, I, I you know, I'm not going to force it, but if I if I feel like I have the beats to, to stretch it out to like a, a 90 page thing, I might um, for the submission for the. Uh, the school, it only needs to be about 20 pages or so. And so that's what my, my kind of goal is, but um, yeah, see how it goes, you know, uh, with that, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. It's been a week. Um, what have you caught any movies or TV? Um, not really. Cause I've been really super busy. Um, so we did go see Nate Bergazzi finally on oh. a Thursday, I think. Oh, I like um, him. Yes, he's so funny. I was crying the whole time. Tears. Was it inside or outside? Inside. It's cold as heck here, right? Well, it mm. was. You know, it's it's like up and down. Um, but it was so good, so funny. Just and we've had those tickets since I think like around Thanksgiving or Christmas of like 2019. Just to give everybody an idea, we were supposed to go that spring, and then COVID happened, and then. We didn't hear anything for a while, and then it finally got rescheduled to the twenty fourth. And well, then he, uh, he did a Netflix special during COVID um, outside. Like it's actually there's some funny parts where like an airplane's passing over. Oh, interesting! I haven't seen um, that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's probably the same jokes you heard last night. My, I'm sure there's some extra new stuff, but you know, usually a comic will tour. Uh, well, depending, he might have been working that material before the special, and thus he might be doing new material now. But how? Uh, keep going because I'm I'm definitely a fan. I would like to see him. Oh, he was just great. I was, you know, dying the whole time. Um, I feel like I'm, I don't know, the girl beside me, like to my left, wasn't laughing at all ever. So I'm sure like, I don't know. And then my friend was, you know, on the other side of me, but it was just great. It was really, really good. Our mutual friend introduced me to him a few years ago, longer than that now. I have no concept of time. And I watched it with him, and I was, like, crying because it was so funny. And then we also watched it with his sister and brother-in-law, and it was still just as funny the second time. So, you know, when I found out he was coming to Boise, I had to go. Um, and then it was my birthday weekend. It was my birthday, guys. That's right. I 87 years old. Oh, Actually, man. 28. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, so... Hung out with my friends, went to dinner with Bill, had brunch, and then not in that order, obviously. And then Sunday, I'm sorry, I kind of like, I'm doing what I did. Sorry, now. Um, and then I had my family dinner on Sunday. I finished up a course I've been working on. I had That's like awesome. Three or four tests <laughs> that I had to complete. <laughs> so like four hours of testing. Yeah. And now I've started my last class. So that's fun. 
So I haven't watched a lot, guys. I'm sorry. Well, no worries, because I have watched a lot. Um, I saw, I got to see the Batman a week ago, um, because of, uh, basically because of the Central Florida, uh, the Critics Association oh. of Central Florida. Um, we had a, a critic screening in Orlando. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to go. Um, Batman is out now for everyone. I really liked it a lot. I, I want to see it again for sure. I'm going to try to make it to it this week. It is, it doesn't totally feel like three hours long. It, there's a couple of parts that could be trimmed nothing drags though i feel like the movie moves pretty quickly and it starts really quickly if you don't know this this is not a spoiler thing but this is not a batman origin movie he has already been batman so you don't have to wait for him to get in the costume and i'm pretty sure i've not done any kind of like fact checking on this at all but if this movie doesn't have the most of our hero in the costume out of all of the batman movies i would be surprised because he is batman for like 90% of the movie. Like he is not Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. Um, and I, I personally love that because I am a big fan of the Batman. So um, I definitely recommend checking it out, uh, especially if you've ever liked any Batman movies or if you've ever liked any David Fincher films like Seven or Zodiac, that is definitely the tone and vibe that the Batman is going for. And it it nails it for a lot of the, the film. Um, I then, I went on a Friday night at 7.30, Corey. Friday night, 7.30 to see Studio 666, the uh, Foo, Fighters Foo Fighters horror comedy. I was the only person in my theater. Why did period. that not surprise me? Now, Especially given the title. Sorry. Given the title, for sure. But even so, Friday night, it wasn't even just my theater. The theater itself felt pretty empty for a Friday night. Um, granted, nothing else came out last weekend. And like you said, in our area, Studio 666, probably not going to draw a big crowd. Um, but nevertheless, I was, uh, surprised to be completely alone. Um, I was a little disappointed. I, I think underwhelmed is more of the right word. I, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I was really hoping to like find it super humorous and just laughing the whole time. I found it more like a little tedious. Uh, I like Pat Smear as a musician, but the first half of the movie, he is just not even trying, um, to act like it, it's bad. He gets better. Uh, I think by the end of the movie, he's actually doing a pretty good job. But like in the first couple of scenes, I'm just like, this, this is really bad. And I guess you can't expect non-actors to be good at acting. Dave Grohl, solid. You can tell he's worked with Jack Black before. Um, he's definitely like channeling Jack Black at moments. Um, it's fine. It, I, I really wanted to love it. I just kind of chuckled a couple of moments. The, the kills are fine. Um, I think it could have been better. Uh, I, I went and I saw my, well, went is wrong. I watched my first uh, Federico Fellini film, Eight and a Half, on HBO Max. Um, a, an important film through film history, uh, one that had been on a list for a long time. I didn't know anything about it. It's it's pretty wild. Um, I don't know if everyone will like it, but I think it is. If you're trying to expand your cinema taste, it's one that you should definitely watch. I watched the animated film Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. This is uh, set in the Adam West style Batman, and it is actually one of the last things Adam West voiced uh, before he passed. Um, it came out in 2016. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. I like it. Um, I like a lot of the DC animated stuff. This one, much like a lot of the Adam West Batman stuff, it's it's you know it's campy, of course, but it uh, it also like it feels like it tries to do a lot, like maybe too much in the throughout the course of the film. It's like an hour and 10 minutes or so. It was entertaining, but I wasn't super hooked on it. And there is another one where they introduced Two-Face uh, in this. Two-Face was never a character to my recollection in the Adam West Batman. 
Um, and they did it for the animated series. And Mark Hamill, I think, voices him or something. Um, which he, Mark Hamill voiced the Joker in the animated series, but I think they got him. Or maybe it's William Shatner. Somebody voices Two-Face. That was a big deal. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, I don't know if I... I'm kind of not like super sold on continuing with this animated stuff, so I don't know if I'm going. Um, but I caught a movie called Poop House, but not actually poop. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. the other word. It um, took me a second. <laughs> And uh, it's, I, I think I, I told you about, I saw at uh, Sundance Virtual, a movie called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Yes. And I love that movie. So, so far, it is still my favorite movie of 2022. Um, uh, and the director and star and writer of Cha-Cha Real Smooth had an, uh, just one other movie. Um, his name is Cooper uh, Wraith. He has another movie called Poop House. Uh, and I just added Showtime to Hulu. And... Uh, very glad that I did because several things have happened to be, like be on it that I really want to watch. Kathy's wanted to watch uh, the Dexter revival series. Oh yeah. Um, so that's there. But uh, then I found out this movie Poop House is on it, um, and I was super stoked. So I watched that. Uh, it's it's very very good. It's not as good as Chacha Real Smooth, but you can see the progression from the two movies, and more importantly, the character. It's not the same character, but the character that Ra- Rafe plays in Poop House is a college freshman who's like six months into his freshman year and is really, really struggling being away from his family, finding friends. He's just hating college. And we join him where he makes a friend and how it kind of like he struggles even once he has a friend, like not being too needy about it. Um, And then Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which he makes two years later, um, he's a character who has graduated college. And is now trying to figure out how, what what's next. What do I do? So it's an interesting kind of progression of his life, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming our next movie will be like Midlife Crisis, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I saw an upcoming Disney Pixar film that I can't talk about yet because I am under embargo for two more days uh, when you're hearing this. Um, but you'll be able to watch it soon if you have Disney+. Plus. That's all I can say. Um, Matt and I... Uh, we I, I didn't realize how long it's been since we recorded movie astrology, but uh, one of the other podcasts I do with my British counterpart, um, we do like kind of it's supposed to be like every month or two, where we cover a full year of cinema. And back in uh, May of 2021, we started prepping for our 1963 episode, and we just never were able to record it. So we just finally recorded our 1963 episode. And that is actually out now wherever you get your podcast if you search movie astrology. Um, but one of the movies uh, I hadn't watched that I decided last second I needed to watch was a Sidney Poitier film that we talked about when we did uh, In the Heat of the Night, which was the this is the film he won the Oscar for, Lilies of the Field. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, man, it's a real good movie. Um, it was at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this. And then by the end, like, he's just so great in this movie that it's hard not to just love it. So. Uh, if you haven't seen Lilies of the Field, check that out. And then listen to our 1963 episode, because Matt and I talk about this movie, among a bunch of other stuff. Um, then uh, I've mentioned uh, Jenna Ortega, because we saw we both watched Scream. And I think we were both fans of the new Scream. Um, and she's the the opening sequence girl. But she's you know she's the sister to the main protagonist in this. Um, and she she's got four movies coming out at the first quarter of this year. She already had Scream. Um, she's actually in Studio 666, which I didn't know. And I was like, oh, that's she's in this too. 
Um, she's got an A24 film called X coming out, I think this month or April. And then uh, she had an HBO Max movie called The Fallout that dropped um, just a few months ago um, or like a month ago. And I hadn't seen that. So I decided I would check that one off my uh, Jenna Ortega bingo card um, only to find out that it's a pretty tough movie to start with. Uh, it's The premise is in the wake of a school tragedy, Veda, Mia, and Quentin form a unique and dynamic bond as they navigate the never linear, often confusing journey to heal in a world that feels forever changed. And um, let's just say I picked a weird day to, to watch that, uh, given uh, a staff meeting I sat through at work. Um, and I was just like, okay. Uh, but I still found it to be quite good. I don't think it's a perfect movie, um, which I don't think there's many perfect movies. So that, that's such a, a trite expression. But I, I mean to say, I think there's a lot of good in it, but there's some definitely weak scenes. And there's a few uh, choices in the plot structure that, that definitely had me kind of like, well, you, you took a little bit of the oomph out of the film. But I do think Jenna Ortega is quite good in it. And uh, there's some other big name people. Shailene Woodley plays a therapist in it. And she, I like her most of the time. Um, I, I like her in this, although I don't think she's in it enough. Um, that's yeah, obviously no fault to, to her. Uh, John Ortiz, who I'm always usually pretty happy with. I, he only gets a couple of scenes, but his scenes are really solid. And Julie Bowen, um, who I remember first from Happy Gilmore, but she's uh, on uh, Modern Family. Um, I always tend to like her and she's solid in this as well. And then tonight, uh, just before recording, um, I caught this movie called fresh. It was a Sundance film, but Hulu uh, bought it and it dropped today. Uh, Corey, I want you to watch this movie, but I don't want you to look it up. I don't want you to know anything about it. If you can avoid it. Okay. Uh, the only thing I'll tell you is that it stars, uh, Sebastian Stan, um, who I don't think, you are going to necessarily know. I don't, you, you've seen some of the Marvel movies, but he's the winter soldier in the Marvel movies. Um, he's like Captain America's best friend, Bucky, uh, who is AKA the winter soldier. He had a Disney plus series last year with Falcon. Um, he's in some other stuff. Like he's in a lot. In fact, he's playing Tommy Lee in the uh, Pam and Tommy story on who that's also on who I've actually heard. It's great. I haven't seen it, but I've, I've heard it's really, really good. We kind of already lived through that, you know what I mean? What? Yeah. What is? I don't really feel like it's a. I don't know. I know. I I have no real desire to watch it. I just have, like you said, we were we were very much aware of that in our lifetime. But um, Stan is in a bunch of other stuff. I just don't know if you've seen any of the other things he's. Uh, you saw I Tanya, right? Mm -hmm. He's the husband in I Tanya. Um, he's a he's a really good actor, uh, but. That's the other actors I'm not super familiar with, although I thought everyone in Fresh was really good. It's a um, big tuna. Uh, one, he's, he liked it, but said he thought I would love it. And he's quite right. I'm, I'm kind of torn if I love it or if I really, really like it. But um, it definitely worked for me. And then uh, um, it's, it's on Hulu called Fresh. Uh, listeners, I say the same thing. Take a chance with it. There is a moment in the film at about the 30 minute mark that I think you'll have to make a decision if the film is, is something you want to continue with. And so it's like an eject button. Um, but I, I, even that might be saying too much. I, I, I didn't, ah, there's so many, I want to like, not, I think it's worth just watching without knowing what it is. And, uh, people, I think you'll find some, stuff that you like in it i don't know i have no no i'm trying to decide if i want to write a review for this because i really 
I feel like people won't even know. Like, it's not even popping up on like my Hulu. Like, it's it dropped today and it's not showing. It's like, hey, here's a new movie for you. Um, so I feel like people won't see this, and they, I think a lot of people would like it. But I also think part of the the not knowing is a really fun part of the experience of watching it. So it's like, how do you recommend something without like getting into any of the specifics at all? And um, even like, to, uh, Sean said, don't look at the poster don't read the synopsis like he was really like just just watch it and sean knows me pretty well uh, especially my movie taste so i was like all right i'm gonna take his word for it and i i was not disappointed is all i'll say okay so fresh uh check it out listeners um and if, if you do like it uh one tell other people about it and two let me know that you liked it but you know um if you didn't like it i guess don't don't hate me but you had that 30 minute warning yeah kind of thing um all right let's get into the movie of the week um i picked plan b plan b has been on my radar for a bit uh it came out in 2021 it is also on hulu um hence the now streaming element of it the the part i don't remember which podcast mentioned it first i heard it on several different podcasts they never the whole review just like um, in similar things to what we're doing, what we just did, the what we've been watching, I heard they oh watch this, I caught this, um, and I was like, man, I really need to get to this movie. So when we were making our list for this year, I was like, I'm gonna put Plan B for sure on this, um, and uh, it's directed by Natalie Morales, who I um, this is only it's either her debut or it's her second film because it, according to her IMDb, she has two m- movies that came out the same year as a director. But Natalie Morales got her start as an actress. Um, a lot of people will know her from Parks and Recreation as Lucy. Um, she was apparently on Girls. Uh, I have not watched Girls. Something called Abby's that appears to have Robin, maybe. Uh, Battle of the Sexes, I, I never got to watch, but I meant to. Um, apparently, she's the voice of Betty on some Rugrats stuff. Uh, but she's mostly an actress, but she has started directing. And uh, Plan B is her most recent feature film. And I think language lessons was the other film that has, um, her and Mark Duplass in it. Um, which I like Mark Duplass and it it doesn't look like it's a traditional film. It looks like it might be like a zoom film based on the still that I'm looking at at least, um, might've been done during the pandemic kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to check this movie out. I put it on my list. Um, I watched it early because in my head we were still recording on Wednesday so like I watched it like last Saturday, um, and now we're recording on Friday. So it's a couple of days later than I thought we were going to get into. Uh, the film was uh, written by Joshua Le- Levy and uh, oh boy, I am so sorry, Prath Ishka. Uh, that's definitely wrong. For I'm so sorry, Shrin uh, That I have just butchered this name so badly. I apologize so much. I should do more research on names. One day I will, but today's not the day, and so. It uh, stars Kuhu Verma, Victoria Morales, Michael Provost, Provost, I think is probably more likely, uh, Mason Cook, Jolly Abraham, Jacob Vargas, um, Timothy Granados, Granados, oh boy, I'm just, I'm rocking this, Rachel Dratch, who is a familiar face, the most familiar face, I think, in this movie, oh, uh, Jay Shandresh Kahar, who is uh, most known as Mustache Guy in Super Troopers, but he's a part of the, uh, um, Oh, what, what is it called? The 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 group that does uh they did the two Super Trooper movies. They did another movie, something Island. 
um they have like a production company he's he's a very iconic figure if you like myself were a big fan of super troopers because he was the like the mustache guy um so i caught this uh, i was immediately into this i love this type of movie this is a buddy road trip story um but instead of the traditional two guys it's two girls um, and it's, it's two uh, different ethnicities. We have an Indian girl played by uh, Kuhu Verma, who is named um, Sunny, and a Mexican character played by Victoria Morales uh, named Lupe. And just that um, is is refreshing because it even like as much as I think you could take this movie and compare it to Booksmart in some ways, um, Booksmart is two white girls. So it's nice that we're creating some diversity. Um, and this story type is again often just two guys. So the fact that it's it's girls instead, um, I I found that immediately it was like, oh cool, this is something different. And then I thought it was great. I I laughed so much throughout this film. I really found uh, both Sunny and Lupe's characters to be not only interesting but really really charming. I loved both of these characters. Um, I love their friendship. There's some just amazingly cool sequences uh, in this movie. A couple of many of which have to wait for spoilers and um, will maybe need a little bit of a caveat for uh, content. But because um, there is one joke that I hope you laughed at as much as I did. And my wife, uh, I had to oh, go gosh. and tell her about it because I was like, oh, oh, they made a joke about this thing. Um, I didn't mention it, but it has a 74 meta score and a 6.7 IMDb score, which I think is a little low personally. But I had a great time with this movie. Um, it's, you know, kind of got the raunchy uh comedy um you could go harold kumar super bad uh never going back which is an augustine frizzell film that i saw at south by southwest that i often recommend and i think is great and very underseen um and this is right up in that that wheelhouse and for me it worked uh i'm not sure if it worked for Corey, but um i liked this i did not even finish never coming back oh i couldn't do it never going back never going back whatever um I, yeah, was not interested in those characters. Um, I feel like this was way more watchable. Um, characters are very likable. I also like that it's two women of color. Um, and, I mean, we both live in states right now <laughs> that <laughs> it's a little scary right now. Some yes. of the things that are trying to be passed. And I feel like, thank you, this was a timely choice. Yeah, um, big time. Definitely, uh, that I won't deny that was this movie was selected on purpose because of the uh, the. Uh, there's a lot of anti-abortion bills going on. If it wasn't clear by the title, um, and I didn't read the synopsis, I'm I'm slacking tonight. I was just want to talk about this movie so much, but uh, it follows the movie follows a straight-laced high school student, um, Sunny, and her slacker best friend, uh, who after a regrettable first sexual encounter have 24 hours to hunt down a Plan B pill in America's heartland, South. Uh, dakota right um and there is a clause um that i'm gonna get the name of that uh conscientious clause that uh allows a pharmacist to deny selling a plan b pill because of their consciousness if they don't want to do it and that's what initially happens they go to a regular the local pharmacy they're told nope sorry not gonna sell it and then they they are uh, on the road to try to find a pill um, and so, yeah, Corey, like you said, uh, appropriately timed, uh, purposely in, by design. Um, and yeah, uh, 
I, I so that's the big difference to me with this and like Booksmart or Harold and Kumar, which they're just trying to get to White Castle. Um, and Booksmart, they're they're just trying to have one big amazing night before graduation, much like Superbad. Um, and never going back. Uh, they're just they they are designed to be very very flawed characters. Where here, these characters are not perfect. But it's part of their perfection and their desire to be, you know, more more or less accepted for what they want and not necessarily have to live up to some idealized image of who they're supposed to be um, that they're chasing. So, like, they're they're flawed, but they're also like they're not completely, you know, never going back. They're almost like outcasts of society, like they're living on the fringes. They're barely getting by. Um, they're more like like be female Beavis and Butthead. Um, this is definitely not what they're going for in this movie. Uh, and again, I, I found both characters to be super charming, but Sunny especially, I just thought she was so funny. There's a, several scenes where her comedic performance really gets to shine. Um, and I, I, I like that a whole lot. Yes. <laughs> I I think I like also their friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's such a good relationship, and I really like the ending, and just... I just sometimes, you know, when you're watching a movie, it's just like this would never happen, but this could totally happen. I'm sure oh, yeah. it probably has happened. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't want to say like necessarily. I don't know, relatable, but you know, I'm done. Um, the there the scene in the school where they're having like the sex conversation. Uh, the the teachers having to teach like sex education. Um, several years ago. God, it's got to be like 11 years ago. We were, uh, I was paired up with a, a, a coworker and we were teaching an abstinence program, uh, to our no! students. No, 11 years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, it may, maybe even it would, it would have been like, yeah, 20, 2011 would have probably been right. Um, cause it was before I was teaching, uh, TV production. I was teaching English mostly. And I had to, um, in fact, I, I am uh, a couple of my coworkers were in that class. And um, one of the things uh, we, I lost the paper, rock, scissor game with my co-teacher. Um, it was a, me and a, a female counterpart. That way it was like supposed to be balanced and it was abstinence forward, but it was like, it was more of like, man, I mean, it definitely was the, it wasn't blatantly saying the word abstinence, but essentially that's what the whole thing was. I forgot what the name of the course was, but at some point in the script, I had to say the phrase to a room full of students who I normally taught, mind you, these were my regular students who I was now just teaching this for like a week. Um, I had to say the line, sex is cool. Just not right now. Um, and yeah, uh, I've said that to a group of students by requirement. Like I didn't just, it wasn't my idea to say it, but I, I lost the rock, paper, scissors match. So I had to be the one to actually say it. Um, so like seeing that scene where the, the teacher is like trying so desperately. And she, I think she says, I wish I was back at home Mac or whatever. Um, yeah. I felt oh my a, lot, God. a lot of related content to that. Uh, yeah. Crack me up. So it's so funny. Okay. So I'm, Oh, so old. And it was like 21 years ago, probably-ish, maybe. But we were taught abstinence only in the high school I was attending. There mm -hmm. was nothing else, just abstinence only. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
you know, like watching this movie and it, at first it took me, I felt like I was unaware of when it was taking place. Yes. I do not have children. I mean, you know that, but maybe people that are listening don't know that. And it's just like, I couldn't, it, it just really took me a little bit to, because I thought that it was like a current movie, mm-hmm. but then that was happening and I was just very confused and, oh man. Well, and, Guys. um, you know, like, uh, part of Sunny's dress is she looks a few years behind by design. Like she's not supposed to look like all the other kids basically because her mom expects her to be this very specific type of kid. Um, so like her, her attire also feels a little older, I think. Um, and, uh, and even Lupe's family, they're like very religious and they're all wearing like, you know, very, uh, like prim and proper, like white button up shirts and and pants, like all matching. Yeah. All matching. It just, it looks almost surreal. Um, but, uh, so the idea there, um, I totally get what you're saying. I also was like, is this, this is modern, right? And then like, I'm like, oh yeah, they have cell phones that are like, there's touch screens. They're not like flip phones or something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I really like this movie. It sounds like you also liked it. I think it, we need to talk about it in a little more detail. So Corey. Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So the joke that we got to get to is, uh, out of sheer desperation, they've already gone through a few of the quote unquote road apples that happen on a road trip movie, things that make the, the road trip get delayed or stopped or whatever. Um, they're now desperate to find a, a pill. So they're sent to a playground where a drug dealer <laughs> sells oh. pills. And um, he offers uh, a very sketchy plan B pill because you can't know for sure if it's plan it, B or it could not. be a drug. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, one of like three different pills. I think he says. It was like PCP or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, it's probably not. I really thought he was hilarious because he's just like, he keeps trying to shrug it off. But then he, he says it's like 400 bucks and they don't have 400 bucks. And she's like, what? Do you, I, we don't have $400. And then he offers like, if you will, uh, man, I don't know how to say any of what I'm about to say for the way we do this podcast. Do a favor. Yeah. Do a, uh, a favor. Give an oral dissertation of, um, enjoyment in front of the playground which she's not cool with it's nighttime folks there's nobody else in the playground it's the drug dealer so creepy and then the two girls and uh the the only nudity in the movie happens here even though like there's a sex scene early in the film where she uh thinks she's become impregnated um for a very comedic circumstance which we'll get to in a second um but here he whips out his junk and so it's the only nudity in the film, but it's like, here is a full on like ma- male genitalia, but they discover a secret he had not revealed is that it's pierced. At and Claire's what? Yes. He goes, it bled a lot <laughs> at Claire's. And the second he says that I have to text Kathy, I'm like, they just made a Claire's joke in reference to. I was a, like, a... we did not do that. <laughs> no, but that's why it's so funny. Cause he, yeah. he says it so nonchalantly. He's like, it bled Maybe so much. Claire's. Yeah. Or, or maybe that's why it bled so much because it shouldn't have happened in Claire's. <laughs> like, but then, so like that already has me laughing, and like she gets so close to it. I, I, I have to assume maybe it's a prosthetic because she gets so close. Like she's like, I'm like, are they gonna actually like show this? No, of course not. She like panics, backs away, and then the the big joke happens because it was a gigantic ring. 
and it gets snagged in her hair and rips out of his junk. Um, and she doesn't realize it at first. He's freaking out, uh, understandably, of course. And she's freaking out because there's a you know penis ring in her hair with what appears to be part of his junk. They run off. That scene Ugh. cracked me up. It was so out of nowhere. Um, I... And the Claire's joke, you know, such a personal <laughs> thing to me. So even just like the setup for that, that the crazy lady at the gas station sends him there. It's her yep. nephew. He's not allowed to, you know, do business out of his mom's house anymore. And I like died and I had to send a Snapchat of him when he's they're like, we're 17. And he's like, I am too, man. I just don't drink any water. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell my friend, I'm like, you need to hydrate. You got to take care of your skin. Hydrate. That's how we're going to look young forever. You know, and it was just so dang funny. Like, oh man, I just yeah. can't. I thought that was so great. Um, again, it's also unexpected. It's unexpected, and again, it's like it's the thing that's going to earn this movie an R. I mean, the language and the content is there, but like, it's it's tame because when she has sex with the boy at the party, um, it it's very tame. Like, he has to stand on the the potty stool or whatever yeah uh in order to like be able to reach her um because she's like sitting on the counter there's no nudity in the scene it doesn't last very long Uh, no offense to the kid you know he's a kid um and uh you know it's like she's disappointed they used a oh man isn't he like he like blows into the condom to like to make it unroll or whatever and it's like oh boy um we're gonna blame that on their public school system Sorry. Sure, and sure, really... sure. Ugh. And um, so he, uh, you know, he, he, they have sex. I, I think pretty much right after that, she ends up falling asleep, right? Like, it's not long after. Well, I guess, no, she she hangs out with a friend. They fall asleep on the couch. Um, she gets up, uses the restroom in the morning, and the condom falls out. And her reaction to that is one of my favorites. Because, like, one, she's just going to the bathroom and hears something, like, fall. And she's like, what the heck was that? And then looks in the toilet and there's the condom. And then she like freaks. And it is, it's such her performance throughout this movie, like her facial expressions. She's able to sell so much uh, with her face. And she's just so great. I, I think uh, she's only done this and she's in the big sick. Um, and I don't remember who she is in the big sick. She's either, she's got to either be um, one of the girls that he is like matched with. Um, oh, I was wondering if it's the one girl. That he's like, no, I don't want to see you again. That's what I'm wondering too. But like, I can't. I wonder how. Like, I her birthday is not on her bio, uh, so like, I don't know how old she is. But like, his I think it big is six, her. 2017, right? Like, so I'm like, that's she's got to be way older than 17 for this movie. Uh, she doesn't look way older, mind you. But if she's like playing a potential girl for Kamel in Big Sick, like, I didn't. I don't remember watching that thinking, oh, you look way too young to be like matched with him. So I'm like, she must be much older than she's playing in, in plan B. Um, but yeah, uh, I, Big Sick is one of my favorite rom-coms. And um, I like that she's a part of that. But those are the only two things she's done. She's done that and and plan B. Um, that's the only two acting credits. And I, I'm like, why? Give this w- woman opportunities. Because she crushes the comedy. Like, she's so funny in this movie. Um, and same... Natalie Morales, not Natalie Morales is the director. I'm sorry, Victoria Morales um, is super funny uh, 
as well. Uh, she's done a lot though. She's got she's on the MTV Teen Wolf. She was in Live and Maddie on Disney Channel, uh, Cloud Nine, some movie called Down a Dark Hall. So she's done a lot more. Um, I'm hoping that uh, uh, Kuhu Verma will continue to act because I think she's hilarious. And I in this movie she's super charming too, but also like. And the, the, like you said, the chemistry between the friendship is just so strong. Like I really, really buy into their their friendship and their love. Um, and that was my favorite part of this movie too. There is a big twist. Oh, I love. I kind of love that. Yeah. So I, I thought that was so great because I actually caught wind of it the second she got to the concert. Um, because what her her uh, Logan, right? Yeah, Logan is her significant other's name who we don't meet lupe's uh got a person she's texting we see her text a few times um logan stands lupe up at at the party that sunny and lupe throw at sunny's house um for like apparently legit reasons although at first i'm like man this guy must, must be a real jerk and then like oh my band's playing at this show and it happens to be near where the planned parenthood is so Lupe is like, yeah, and I, I thought that was going to be the drama because a lot of times in the road trip movie, that's where you you always expect the moment where the two friends fall apart. Something has to go wrong. One blames the other one for something. That That's a staple. Um, So I was expecting it to be when she just went to the, the concert, but no, Sonny's okay with that. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I want to meet Logan anyways. The band comes out. We see the singer who just looks of like a d-bag yeah just i'm like i'm like and then they they really they ling- alley, sir yes in a bowling alley they linger on the drummer and i'm like oh i don't think logan's a guy i, known. I have a girl cousin named logan and sure enough but i didn't um, lupe is um a lesbian and has not felt even comfortable telling her best friend sunny um she her dad is a pastor as i mentioned so she's been keeping that secret because of him as well. And she's just afraid of being accepted. And I, the way it plays out from there, I just thought was so great. Um, especially when Sonny finally does realize it and gets to have that conversation with her. Um, Cause like loop is like, you know, I, I didn't know if you'd still want to have sleepovers and Sonny's reaction is just perfect. Uh, it was so, so, so great. So charming and uh, felt it didn't feel like, like a token, like, oh yeah, we'll have a gay character. Like it felt like a genuine important moment in Lupe's life that we just were privy to. I, I, I thought that part of the script was excellent. I did too. I kind of, I like, I like all the representation that we are getting Mm -hmm. like in this movie, but in other places too, like I really liked Maya Hawke's character in, you know, Stranger Things, maybe that, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I just like when there's representation. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm all, I, I want all stories to get the opportunity to be told. And it's nice that we're starting to get, you know, stories from different perspectives that we haven't seen before. Um, I, I, you know, I am v- always aware of how little my experience of the world is in general, but like there are some scenarios like I can never be in these women's shoes and I, getting to see their story and how it plays out and it feeling organic and it being fun and being, and still feeling super genuine and believing all of these little details. Um, I, I just really took a lot of joy in this movie and thought it was excellent. Even um, how Sonny 
when she finally caves and like she needs her mom that when she breaks down oh man that performance is so good i i totally believe it and when she tells her mom i i loved her mom's reactions like her mom's upset but when she's like wait he did what like because he didn't like she tells her the pharmacist denied and like they we just cut to her at the pharmacy like you're gonna give me that pill um but not for my daughter it's for my daughter yeah she still pushes it on the friend i love like the indian the indian mafia yes the the jokes about the indian mafia um but it's true because she found out somehow that sunny was at that (laughs) at the uh bowling alley i that's i you know like we talk about this i've talked about this we seem to pick movies like this where i just love when things don't go horribly awful when they could yes but like we see her have this moment with her mother and she tells her you know that she doesn't feel like even her best is going to be good enough yeah and i mean i feel like all of us everybody has felt that way before um in some sort of situation and then i think that that's kind of the you know her mom kind of it you know it's like, oh man, and then she goes and comforts her and stuff. But and then also with Lupe Lupe's um father. Oh man. I love that scene so that much. That was so good. So touching. Like I kept waiting for her to like just say like that I'm gay and she doesn't, but he when he's like nice pin and walks away, it's like okay. Okay, I think that was enough. I I think it would have been maybe a little too melodramatic if she was like, "I'm gay," and he's like, "And I love you anyway," or whatever. But like that nice pin. I mean, it has so much meaning too because Logan gave her the pin. Um, so like it's almost not only is he accepting Lupe's sexuality, but also like acknowledging without acknowledging that I also accept that you will have a girlfriend. You know, like it. It just felt so so comfortably written and i don't i don't know um if maybe it should have uh, like been more official like that he's truly accepting her but in that moment he seems so grateful that she's safe and that you know and i also like that he's not like yelling at her he's not he's just like oh he's so happy she's okay yeah it's i mean maybe later there's a punishment because like you should have maybe been better about calling but she's also apologized i don't know that scene just felt right even if it's not a hundred percent how like i don't know that i could be that calm if taylor didn't come home that night or something but the way he communicates the way she interacts like she is apologetic like she's owning her mistake in that moment too like i i love that scene and um the i, I love the all both the interactions of the parents because the mom is mad at sunny but she's also like she admits you know like yeah i i i didn't think about how i'm making you feel and all that i i I love the conclusion and some people might say that's tied up too neatly but i don't know man like i i want to believe that one parents can be overbearing but at the end of the day it's like we just want the best for our kids we want them to be happy and we can let go of some of that stuff in the right moment like when we see our kid being so vulnerable so open with us that you can just let go of your own pretensions and love the kid for who they are. And I, that's what really clicked for me in that, in those moments, it was like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. So uh, is there anything else about plan B that you want to uh, discuss before we wrap up? 
Mm, oh, we didn't ever talk about Sunny's boy. Uh oh, you're Her right. Crush. The the crush. We never that, talked about him, Hunter. Yeah, and he deserves to be talked about because Hunter. I totally expected him to like one that he would be the the guy she has sex with, which it is, and that's the twist. Uh, she has sex with the the Christian boy. I think his name is Kyle. Um, who's got some funny moments in the film too, and like his phone call, like begging her about it. Um, but uh, Hunter, by coincidence, is at the bowling alley, and is great. Like I really, really loved him, and it looks like Sonny and him hit it off. And I'm like, yay, that's awesome. I don't, I don't know. I I hope that people are non-judgmental like he is. Yeah, that was, I was about maybe to say. a little, you know, um, seemed a little bit far-fetched but in the movie i think it worked really well and i love that he's a nice guy and he cares about her and like even when they're talking at he says dude that's class Mm. (laughs) about like the abstinence and they're talking about the car they are likening they are comparing a woman's body to an old car old used car and he says stuff and then they're at breakfast and he says that you know she's so smart and even the teacher was like what and he never had the courage to talk to her you know i just and i i i want to believe more and more people are starting to think like hunter's character that there are so many double standards when it comes to sexuality oh, and women uh, that it, it's completely unfair. And um, like, it's weird. Some of the things that we, we do, and I'm, I'm definitely guilty of it throughout my life. I think I, as I've gotten older, I try to be more adjusted and accepting of all things that maybe I wasn't when I was younger because no one was when I was younger. Like that was, it was wrong, but it was like the way. And I, I don't like to stay in the way if the way proves to be incorrect. And, um, you know, uh, obviously the one catch with society is that if when a man and a woman have sex, it's not that she's her value should not decrease or anything like that. But there is a bigger risk of, you know, she can get pregnant where he cannot. And because of things like the, the conscientious clause, the options for a woman who finds herself pregnant are getting more and more limited right now. And so it it is, um, it's not, I don't think that's a double standard. I think there is as a, like as a father of a daughter, I am much more concerned because if she made a choice like that led down this type of path, especially like you said, Corey, the States we live in are actively aggressively right now attacking things like this. As a woman, I feel attacked all the time. Like, not by I, me, I hope. But no, I, no, no, I no, 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 <laughs> no. But like no, laws yeah. and people who are trying to pass yes. things, and it's like I've never, you know, I won't get too personal, but I just feel like people are not like physically attacking me, guys. No, um, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this was already decided forty nine years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here we are. So that's what I'm saying. Why does the same stuff keep being talked about? Why does everything keep coming up? And, you know. And uh, laws that were not in place are now being, or I'm sorry, laws that had been overturned or precedents have been set are now being questioned and fought again. It's, it's, it does feel like we're regressing um, actively in a lot of areas and it is scary for those reasons. Um, So yeah, folks, watch plan b and a part of to me 
is uh there's a I've, this is now the second abortion related film that i've watched this year um there's one from sundance that i uh i it's a french film i'm gonna remember the name momentarily i it's it's not happening uh, i was like i know what it is um happening which should be available to watch at some point this year i don't know when um, but it is a set in the sixties, um, in France oh, that has great. severely strict abortion laws. But then we just watched plan B as you've listened to the episode. If you're still here, uh, thank you. Um, I hope you watched it before you listen, cause we've spoiled everything about the movie, but, um, we're going to watch <laughs> another actually very similar movie in two weeks, uh, on this very podcast, um, called unpregnant. Um, and if you never saw never rarely, sometimes always highly, highly recommend, um, the ha- happening makes you sit with the medical side of abortions, especially Ooh. abortions that are not legal um, and what people are kind of forced to do. Uh, and I think that is, I think it's, it's not an enjoyable experience, but as a man who would never need to make that decision about my own body, if at any time I thought I should be the one making a decision about a woman's body, that movie will make you, I hope think otherwise. And I, I think plan B uh, in a much, much more fun way. But like when you look at all of the stuff they went through when they could have just gone to the local pharmacy for something that, again, the way that pill works, even it's not even remotely in the argument that is made for some of the other abortions, right? Cause most of the time when you hear the abortion talk, it's late term types claims. That's what they always say. I mean, I understand that that's more or less a, a, to make people uncomfortable with the idea and that's how they win you over attitude. But in this scenario, it's 24 hours after maybe <clears throat> being pregnant. No, not even, you're not even sure you're pregnant. It's a precautionary thing. And it was, there are six States right now that won't allow well allow for a pharmacist to decide to not allow a person to have it and then maybe i think that you shouldn't work in those institutions i have a lot of thoughts and feelings and it's this is obviously a very touchy subject but what my argument right now is not even whether or not it should be or shouldn't be as much as i'm glad movies like this exist so that people like myself um, and in that case, I guess men who will never actually be the one having to go through this can see what it's like um, to be a woman in these scenarios. Because, uh, again, I'm not the one who coined this expression that movies are empathy machines, but it allows us the opportunity to literally be in someone else's shoes. OK, sorry, I've used literally too strong to visually and through cinema feel like we are in their shoes. Um, and it's as close to literal as I think you can get without actually becoming a woman. And even then different circumstances, no, no way am I questioning if a person who's gone through a transition is a woman. I'm just saying I, I you know, it's still this particular topic, not the same. And I'm looking forward to seeing Unpregnant. Again, if you are trying to, maybe you're not sure where you stand on on abortion topics, checking out films like Unpregnant, um, Plan B, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, and Happening When You Can See It, I think is a great way 
to get a perspective of what someone going through the actual situation might be like. And again, everyone's situation is going to be significantly different. And there's definitely other movies that talk about abortion. Those are just uh, three that I've seen and one that we're about to see that are in the top of my, my mind right now where we sit up on the cusp of this. Well said, John. And, uh, you know, I talk too much. I should definitely um, let Corey... Uh, Oh, she's the X-File girl. Okay. Uh, yeah. The X-Files. The truth is out there. Oh, <laughs> man. She's so funny in that scene. Oh. She is. She's. Dude, I want to see her more stuff. I know. Let's, like, make this happen. She's such a good actor. We're going to start tweeting. Let's start tweeting, John. I, I will cast her in my short. Uh, she can be the killer. And it'll be the twist. It won't be. Oh, that might be the twist. Maybe it won't be a guy. I um, love it. So. That's our episode for Plan B. Uh, again, that's on Hulu right now. It's now streaming, the theme of this month. Next week, we're going to be talking about the uh, now Jessica Chastain won the SAG for Best Actress for Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, it also has Andrew Garfield in it. That is currently streaming on HBO Max, um, which they don't sponsor us, but I we have access to most of the streaming services, and I think HBO Max is the best selection of content. Like, no, no, I was like, it may not be the best app, but I think what they have between shows and movies, they just have everything's really good in general. I was thinking about that because I too have multiple things. And if I had to choose, I would, it's like Shutter and HBO Max. I completely agree. Everything Who else I... Oh, go ahead. No, no. Uh, Hulu has won me over too, though. There's a lot of stuff because Hulu has FX and I like Dave and what we do in the shadows are like two of my favorite shows. Um, and then um, some of their Hulu original films have been really, really great. Uh, I just saw Fresh, as I said, and Plan B's in a Hulu original. Yeah. I think it's excellent. Um, I haven't watched the the Pam and Tommy show that I mentioned, but that's I've heard is really good. And um there's a show that just dropped with uh, Amanda Seyfried uh, called The Dropout, I think, um, that I'm hearing is pretty solid. So, like, I, I don't know. Hulu seems really good. It's not to say anything negative about Netflix or Amazon Prime. There's good stuff on both of those networks. But both of those networks feel, like, overwhelming with content. And a yeah. lot of it is not good. Where HBO Max is very – I mean, HBO's obviously existed for a long time. And they've always had – they've always been the best of, like, the premium services on TV. Like – when you had cable HBO was the movie channel. Like you, if you had Cinemax or stars, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for HBO. The other stuff, sometimes you have a movie I want to watch, but in the streaming wars, HBO is pretty late to the game, but right now they are one of my favorites. Um, I always feel pretty comfortable. If it's an HBO original, that it's going to be solid, which is our movie uh, next week. I think technically the eyes of Tammy Faye is, but uh, unpregnant is also HBO max and is an HBO max original. So, uh, we got two HBO Max movies this month, and we are hitting Prime at the end of the month. That's it for this episode, folks. I'm going to say Plan B is a must-see film, I think. I'm going to agree with you. Um, so good good on you, Natalie Morales, uh, for your directorial debut. A really good film. I can't wait to see what she does next. And I hope these actresses get more work, because I think they're both super talented and super funny. Um, that said... We'll be back next week with our Eyes of Tammy Faye review. Again, you can watch that on HBO Max. Um, if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club, we ask that you take a minute on whatever podcast service you're providing. In fact, 
honestly, it would be more helpful if you would go to like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a rating because those are the two big uh, podcast rating things. That's where people seem to look for podcasts the most. Um, that five star rating helps other people find our podcast. And, you know, if you're listening, you must like us a little. Help us out. Uh, tell people what, what you think about us. And you can also follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. And with that, we say, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watched Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>